So what they do, Skibbly, and welcome again to another episode of Latin in Layman's. Today, what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be taking a bunch of uh, houseplants that are commonly found in um, homes nowadays. I'm going to talk about the Latin, and then uh, we're going to talk about what that plant is, what it means in the Latin, and uh, all that good stuff. If you guys know me, you guys know that I surround myself with green energy and that I love me some plants. It's something that I've developed as quite a hobby of mine. I love propagating. I love, you know, because at the end of the day, it's this living, breathing organism that actually gives more and more and more and more. And so what I like to do is I like to give my cuttings to to coworkers and friends and fam and whatnot that uh, like to also houseplant. So <clears throat> some of these will be really... Uh, close at heart to me and some of them I can uh, say I don't own but I've had maybe in the past or something like that I can say that I really do have a green thumb objectively um, the only plant that I've struggled with in the past is um, a calethia calethia is a prayer flower prayer plant if you've ever heard of it um, yeah that's the only one that ended up after holding on for so long, it finally ended up dying on me, and it was because it got root rot, and that was the first time I really understood what root rot was. Um, for a rather, um, calatheas are almost, they're kind of succulent. You don't want to give them too much water, and that's what happened with me, is I allowed too much water to to uh, to be inundated in those roots, and it just got a little too rotted. So uh, with that being said... Um, and learning from past Liam, uh, so that if I ever do have a Calethia again, I'm going to treat it right because those are beautiful plants. It was a small one, but he held on for a long time. Anyways, so that being said, let's dive on into it. Okay, so the first one we have here is the Sansevieria trivisiaea, which is the snake plant. Um, this plant... Trifosiaea. That's Sansevieria trifosiaea. It's commonly known as the snake plant or mother in law's tongue, actually. And it's a species of flowering plant native to uh, West Africa. It's known for its long, upright leaves, um, if you know, and its ability to thrive in really low light. Um, it's also pretty cool because it has the ability to remove asbestos from the air. You know, a lot of these plants are also air purification systems, which is also, a, you know, a, a little bonus as to why I also have all my plants. Um, the name Sansevieria is derived from the Latin nobleman. Uh, his name was like Ramondo di Sangro, Sangro um, who was the patron of botany and horticulture back in the day. Trifasiata, uh is derived from the Latin words tri, meaning three, and fascia, F-A-S-C-I-A, meaning band or stripe. This is where we get myofascial, all that good stuff. So with that being said, there's a snake plant. Next one we have here is the ficus elastica, which is the rubber plant. The ficus elastica, um, also known as the rubber plant, like I had mentioned just prior, is a species of a fig tree native to Southeast Asia. It derives its common name from its rubbery sap, actually, which is harvested from for rather various commercial purposes. The name ficus is derived from the Latin word ficus meaning fig and elastica is derived from the Greek words elastos meaning ductile and or flexible. So essentially the uh, flexible fig 
is what it means. Next one we have here is the Epipnium Aureum. Epipnium Aureum. This is the Golden Pothos Epremnium. I'm sorry. Epremnium Aureum. It's also known as the Devil's Ivy and or the Golden Pothos. I got a bunch of these coming. I, like my big mama pothos, the one that like wraps around all of my entire um, apartment for the most part. Uh, you know, everybody is always, everybody always wants it. They're like, oh my God, I want this plant. Um, it is such a, yeah. Anyways, um, it's a species of flowering plant native to Southeast Asia. If you think about any of those viney kind of hanging plants, this is one of them. It is a popular house plant due to its ease of care and ability to thrive in low light conditions. The name Epremnium is derived from the Greek words epi, meaning upon, like uh, an epipen, epipen, epidermal, um, uh, epilogue, upon the study or after. Epi can also mean after, right? Like Epimetheus, afterthought, Prometheus, forethought, epi. You see how epi can be kind of taken that little prefix and then kind of plant it elsewhere uh, to show uh, the linguistic similarities with another word. Epipnium is uh, has similar limit um, characteristics to uh, something like Epimetheus, for instance. So epi meaning upon, premnon uh, meaning tree trunk, and then aria meaning golden. So the golden uh, upon the tree trunk, or the, the gold, uh, well, the tree trunk upon or upon the tree trunk, golden, essentially. A lot of these don't make a lot of sense, um, you know, when tying them back from the etymology to the actual word. But, you know, it's okay because all of these uh, scientific words for all this horticulture and all that stuff, hortus in Latin meaning garden and culture uh, coming from, you know, the culturing of, right? This is where we get agriculture, right? Agar means field culture, like the, the propagation of. Anyways, let's get into the next one here. Uh, this is the philodendron Bipinatifidum. Binapifidum. Bipinatifidum. This one I looked up quite a bit and it was I was struggling with it. But this is the split split leaf uh philodendron, which is something I also have. Um it's also uh known as the tree philodendron. Um, and it's a species of flower plant native to South America. It's known for its large split leaves and its ability to grow like a, a tree-like shape. Uh, the name philodendron is derived from the Greek words philos, meaning love, and dendron, meaning tree, the love of the tree. If you didn't know, that's what philodendron means. And bipinatifidum is derived from the Latin words bis, by, meaning twice, pinatus, meaning feathered, and phytus, meaning cleft. So, all right, bin Bipinatifidum, bipinatifidum is going to mean uh, the, the feathered cleft, the twice feathered cleft of the, um, the love tree, <laughs> which is very interesting. Got to love that. But you know what? You guys know me. That's why I do this etymology. Etymos referring to the true sense of, ology the study of. Etymology refers to the true sense or the study of the true sense, and in this case, words. So there you go for the etymology of the word etymology. 
Dracaena fragrans is our next one here. This is the corn plant, uh, the Dracaena fragrans, or the Dracaena fragrans. If I want to do that a little bit more Latin-y, um, is a species of flowering plant native to uh, tropical Africa. Um, and it's known for its long, sword-shaped leaves and its ability to purify the air as well. Um, uh, the name Dracaena is derived from the Latin word Dracaena, meaning female dragon, and fragrance meaning fragrance, so the fragrant female dragon, essentially. Um, the next one that we're going to get into here is going to be the uh, Chlorophytum Camosum. The Chlorophytum Camosum, which is the spider plant. Um, well, I know Chlorophytum already looking at that. That's where we get the words chlorophyll. And what is the predominant thing that we know about chlorophyll? It's actually that green color. So I'm, I'm thinking that chloro is probably, or chloro refers to green. Um, anyways, let's get into it. The Chlorophytum Camosum is also known as the spider plant. Um, I have quite a few of these in my house as well. It's a species of flowering plant native to tropical and Southern Africa. And it's known for its long, narrow leaves and its ability to produce spiderettes, AKA these little small plantlets that grow from the main plant. Um, yeah, you know, uh, they kind of flower and they kind of look like this bloom. Um, man, I wish I could show pictures. Uh, I, I'm looking at one right now, actually, as I turn my head here. Um, from a little baby, all of because that's what happens is, is these little plantlets, these little spiderettes. All you got to do is you got to cut them at the node, and you don't even have to let them flower or root rather in water and let them pro propagate. You can just plant them in soil already. Just keep that soil mo moist, and uh, there you got a new little spiderette flourishing into a spider plant, aka a Chlorophyllum camosum. And etymologically, it's derived from the Greek words chloros, meaning green, phyton, meaning plant. So chlorophyton, this is where we get phytonutrients. If you've ever heard of the term phyto meaning plant, phytonutrients, um, plant nutrients, also phytochemicals, phytoestrogens, all these people, you know, I could get into all those kinds of things. Maybe I should at some point talk about more of the, the, um, the, the nuanced, um, terminology within the, uh, the health, health, uh, sphere. If you guys are curious about that, like, you know, the reason why we don't really refer to leaky gut as leaky gut anymore, because now it is intestinal hyperpermeability, because we always got to slap a fancy dance term on to it for medical doctors to actually recognize it as some sort of condition. Anyways, I'm getting on a side tangent because that is rather pertinent to me, but we have green phyton or we have chloro green phyton plant. So we have the green plant and then camosum means tuft or, com or tuft or combed in Latin, really. Um, yeah. Love that word combed. Essentially. I, I think about that because, uh, you know, back in antiquity, not in the Roman hemisphere, but Greeks, when I think about like, you know, studying the battle, battle of Thermopylae and, you know, when, uh, Xerxes sent, uh, you know, uh, spies to basically see what these 300, you know, Spartan soldiers were doing. I remember what, they reported back um, from the words of Plutarch, I believe. Uh, they, the 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 three hundred soldiers, they were um, they were they were basically they were because these guys weren't muscle bound. They were working out. They were like doing like push ups, like calisthenic kind of stuff, and working out. Um, and they were combing their hair, and that's what uh, they remember. 
And I always, I love that uh, image. Anyways, that's another story. I, I do love the Battle of Thermopylae and I love history in general. Anyways, they love to comb their hair. They were known for doing that because, man, those guys were uh, some peeled, shredded to the bone, handsome men, probably. Um, King Leonidas, which is really actually pronounced Leon, Leon, Ni, Ni, I've never mind. I'm getting off track. Time to come back to it. A Monstera Deliciosa is the next one that we're going to get into. I have quite a few of these as well. This is, um, this is like a plant that any plant girl or guy just like has to have in their apartment. This is what we know as the Swiss cheese plant. I don't know why it's gotten such a popularity to it. It's a cool plant. Honestly, when I look at mine, they remind me of like alien or like predator or something like that. They seem like they were just like kind of like very otherworldly in my opinion, but you know, that's just me and I like sci-fi and fantasy and equating stuff like that and whatnot. So don't mind me if I tend to nerd out on occasion, but the Monstera Deliciosa, also known as the Swiss, Swiss cheese plant, or sometimes a split leaf philodendron as well, philos meaning love, dendron tree, um, is a species of flowering plant native to tropical regions of Mexico and Central America. It is known for its large perforated leaves and its ability to grow into a tree-like shape. Um, the name Monstera is derived from the Latin word monstrum, meaning t- monster, um, due to its unusual appearance, um, which I think is why I always thought it was kind of like a little bit like an alien. So I always thought that Monstera actually came from monstrum, mon- like the monstrare, the verb, which means to demonstrate, but um, it doesn't actually um, means monster. So that's kind of weird, but also interesting. And then delicioso comes from means delicious in Latin as the fruit of the plant is edible. Um, I hope that I can have my monstera, uh, flourish enough to actually, uh, yield me some fruit. That'd be pretty dank. So monstera delicioso literally means the delicious monster. Uh, if you didn't know, now you know. Next one that we're going to get into is an aloe vera plant coming. This is where we get aloe. Uh, is it aloe vera, aloe vera, aloe vera? I don't know. I know that vera in Latin means true or genuine in Latin. I don't know what aloe means, but we'll get into it because it actually comes from an Arabic word. Aloe vera is a species of succulent plant native to North America and the Arabian Peninsula. It is known for its medicinal properties, particularly its ability to soothe sunburns and other skin irritations. Uh, The name aloe is derived from the Arabic word aloea. Uh, If I pronounce that correctly, it's spelled A-L-L-O-E-H, meaning bitter or shining. Um, And vera in Latin, that would be pronounced vera because V's are pronounced as W's, vera. This is where we get versatile. This is where we get verified. This is where we get... I don't know. Think of another Vera word. Um, Anyways, Vera means true or genuine in Latin. So it means the true true bitter or the true shining. Interesting. Alrighty. Alrighty. Alrighty, the next one we have here is the Spathophyllum wallacei. Spathophyllum wallacei is the peace lily. Uh... 
uh, it's a species of flowering plant native to tropical regions. Uh, this is where we get the tropos. Tropos means to turn. Um, I'll get into the etymology of the tropics in a hot second, but the tropical regions of the Americas and Southeastern Asia. It is known for its white flowers and its ability to purify the air. Um, I need to get this plant. I love purifying the air because right now it's the uh, May 22nd and there has been so much smoke lately because there's a bunch of fires up in Canada right now, I guess. That's just bringing a bunch of smoke down south and it's ruining my ability to go on some, well, I'm still going to go on some bike rides. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too stoked about it right now. I'm feeling like I'm uh, like, I got a, it's like when I lived in Portland, oh my gosh, I remember during COVID, like that was right in the midst of quarantine. And then the, 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 the smoke was so bad that there was like this sepia color that just inundated the, the air. It was like, it literally looked like an apocalypse in Portland. I remember that. People were around Portland around August, September of 2020. They know very well. It was such a weird thing. It happened for like two weeks. They told everybody to just stay inside. I mean, like I felt like I was wearing N95s to, you know, avoid, you know, seeing people or not. Well, uh, that was always the nice thing about also wearing a mask and like going to the grocery store and feeling incognito. Um, but like also, you know, trying to keep yourself safe from the COVID and all that stuff. So um, it, you just felt like you needed to wear an N95 to uh, not be inundated by all the smoke. Anyways, um, the name spathiphylum is derived from the Greek word spath, meaning um, spath, um, and phylum meaning leaf, leaf. So a spathed leaf. Um, and then while E.C. Uh, is named after Gustava, Gustav Wallace, rather, who was a, Ro a German botanist. Come on, Liam, do you know how to read? Not Roman, German. <laughs> so we've got a spathed leaf um, of uh, Gustav Wallace, the German botanist. That's what a piece of lily is. If you didn't know, now you know. Now we're going to do one more here. This is going to be our 10th one. Pilea peppermoides. If you've never heard of this, um, this is the Chinese money plant, uh, the Pilea peppermiodes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do a little double check to see if I pronounce. So according to Almighty Google, they're saying it's instead of Pilea, Pilea it's Pilea um, peppermiodes um, or miodes, <laughs> which is a, a little bit of a tongue twister for your boy here, but... Um, well, Chinese money plant. I used to have one of these when I was living in Portland. I don't have one anymore. I should get one. Um, maybe I shouldn't save money. Anyways, thinking out loud. It can also be known as the pancake plant, which I actually didn't know, but I thought that was funny. Um, and it's a species of flowering plant native to southern China. And it's, it's known for its round, flat leaves and its ability to propagate super easily. Um, the name Pilea or Pilea is derived from the Latin words pilum, meaning a pestle. And this is due to the shape of its uh, pistols, essentially, right? Um, and then the peperomioides is derived from the Latin words peperi, meaning pepper, and oides, meaning like or likeness to. 
due to its resemblance to plants in the genus of the Peppermoia or the Peppermoia, the Peppermoia. I guess that's the genome. But genus, remember, means type, class, race. So that's where uh, that's where we get generation, genealogy, sometimes in really bad cases, genocide. But there you go. So if you learned something new, you thought this was kind of a little fun dealio and you'd like to laugh at me, mispronounce quite a few of these words and then kind of recorrect myself, then, hey, would love to have your support if you have not already to uh, go wherever you can to uh, give me a rating of some sort. You know, that's all I need uh, to help the algorithm ever in my favor. Remember, we are working on this rhetoric rhetoric revolution y'all rhetoric revolution because dj connor lee's in the house anyways hope you all have a wonderful day stay out of the smoke if you're inundated with smoke right now and uh something that i want to start doing is uh something instead of just tempest has to scatter um thank your legs thank your body Thank your mind. Thank your soul. Thank yourself for being here. Take a moment to just look at your body and think about like this arm that you never really think about using and how it helps you do everything in order to function in this world. Same thing with your legs. Like, oh my God, like I went on a hike yesterday. I thank my legs to carry my vessel to see so many beautiful aspects of this world. Think my knees and my ankles and my itibital bands and things that definitely get locked up and really tight and stuff. You know, I think those too because I know that they're working. They're working for me and they're working for you too, you guys. Thank yourselves. Remember to to take a moment. It's like it's like how we kind of think about our 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 English language now, or what I'm trying to do with English is to think about it more critically because we don't think about the words that we use. We just build upon speaking and we just start to speak and, and we don't do that critical thought of, you know, what are we using? What are the words that we're using in order to convey our speech or to convey our thoughts? Can we manipulate our words? Can we use better words? Can we use more um, deliberate words? Can we use less charged words? Can we use more gentle words? Can we use highfalutin words? Can we use words that convey, I don't know, you know, I'm just, I'm here trying to show y'all that words mean a lot more than what we have really thought about in the past. So there you go with that. Thank yourselves. Thank your mind. Thank your body. And know that I'll be back. And until then, Tempest says to Skelleray.